Listener Production. G'day and welcome to Willow Talk. Big episode today. Huge episode as we preview the Men's One Day World Cup in India. Sam Ferris here with you and so is 2015 World Cup winner Brad Haddon. G'day Hads. Sammy, how are you going? Exciting time. One more sleep away. All the practice games are done and dusted. Yep. Uh, 15 on 15 is all done now. So we've got the opportunity in one more sleep to see a very, very open World Cup, which I'm excited about. Very excited. And we can't just have one World Cup winner here to preview the one day World Cup. We've got two, the man in 2007, Mike Hussey. Mike, how are you, mate? G'day, gentlemen. Yes, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I know Hads, you won in 2015, but he was also part of the 2007 squad as well. Um, probably did as much as me in the final. I, I didn't bat. I don't think I'm going to catch. I don't feel too many balls. So, you know, you're also a 2007 World Cup winner, aren't you, Hads? I tell you what, Huss, I get asked about that a lot. They say, oh, it must have been boring being in the Caribbean. You didn't get to play a game. That was the most exciting World Cup I've ever been to. <laughs> I played the first <laughs> practice game because Adam Gilchrist wasn't there. Then for the, the rest of it, I, I was the fittest alcoholic ever to come back to it to Australia. I, I, I had the best seat for for Sean Tate. Remember some of the spells that that he bowled during that World Cup? Uh, the best memory I have out of that is the first team meeting. Uh, I'm about to play South Africa, and we're talking about um, Pollock. And Matthew Hayden goes, don't worry about him next, and, and just flippantly got rid of him. He's, and we everyone went, hey, hang on a minute. He goes, no, 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 he's going to bow back of a length. I'm going to whack him over midwicket. I hit him out of the game. And I remember sitting there as a young guy, us going, "Wow, this this is this is different level here." And I thought, "Is he going to do it anyway?" He went out, whacked him over mid wicket, hit him out of the attack, and got a hundred off sixty balls. So that's why they're great. <laughs> they're very good. Uh, we'll talk about some World Cup memories a little bit later on the show because we've got heaps to unpack, heaps to cover. We're going to run through every team in the World Cup with a big focus on the Aussies, of course. We're going to have Hads and Huss share their World Cup memories. We'd love to uh, pick your brain, Huss, about that two thousand and Seven campaign. I feel bad for not calling you a dual winner now, Hads, but didn't play a game, so you don't get it. And uh, we're going to finish <laughs> with our predictions. Uh, just a quick reminder that Willow Talk will be recapping every Aussie match in the World Cup. We'll do it first thing after each game, so the episodes will be in your podcast app in the morning after each Aussie match starting next Monday because Australia play India on Sunday. And don't forget you can listen to Willow Talk for free on the listener app. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a rating, leave us a review and follow us. It really helps. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Australia, first up, five-time world champions, semi-finalists in 2019. Uh, how are we feeling, what, a couple of days away from their first game? Hads, how are you feeling about this Aussie team? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'd like to get Huss's opinion. Do Australia have some questions around their, their best 11? Mm. Um, we've seen in the last practice game against, against India that they got their style of game right. I thought they had their three fast bowlers. That they had a spinner and and had a couple all-rounders in, in the team to, to get rid of the, the last uh, 10 overs of the game. But leading up to that, Australia's form hasn't been great. But to, to me, it just looked like they were just giving everyone a go to, to get their style right for this first game. Yeah, I guess from my point of view, I, I feel like it's been a really long leading to this tournament. You know, they've had the practice games, it's been games against India, a tour of South Africa, and yeah, lots of chopping and changing, and um, some players resting, some players, you know, playing, and it's it, it feels a bit disjointed sort of leading. But I'm sure now they'll be pretty clear on on how they want to go about it. Oh, I guess the good thing is there's um, everyone's had a fair a fair preparation leading in because you know they're, they're going to travel all over India and their conditions are going to change quite a bit, and so. They might have to change the team around a little bit too to suit the conditions. But I think looking at the squad, it looks a, a very good squad. I think the batting depth is something that really stands out to me. You know, having guys like Maxwell and Carey and Stoinis, Inglis, or, you know, or, you know, if he plays, uh, all, all coming in sort of late in the order could be really, really dangerous uh, in Indian conditions. And so, yeah, they bat very deep there. For me, the bowlers have to sort of do the job. I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, the, the, the names are there. You've got Hazelwood, you've got Stark, you know, Zamp has done a good job over a long period of time. Um, Pat Cummins, of course, as well. So the names are there, but, but you know, can they do the job for Australia? If Australia can bowl well, I feel as though we're going to get enough runs on the board. Hus, in 2011, you, you got injured leading in and you were out of the squad to, to start the World Cup but eventually come in. Have we made the right decision with Travis Head to to bring him into the squad and, and see if he get fit for the back end of the tournament, knowing how important – 
the first few games are of the World Cup. And we've only got one specialist spinner now in the squad because we've carried Travis Head. Yeah, that one specialist spinner is a little bit of a concern, uh, I must admit. Um, I know Maxwell is going to be a pretty handy uh, second spinner there and maybe other guys can sort of help out here or there. But it's a, it's a really good question, interesting question. Um, I guess the way the format is now, you have to play everyone to then get through to the semifinals. In, in the past, it was more of a case of you could just slowly build your momentum you know, and, and make sure you're playing your best cricket towards the back end. And so there was definitely a place for bringing it in, carrying an injured player and then, you know, just allowing them to get fit to so the back end of the tournament, the business end. We've, we've done it before with Andrew Simons, you know, in 2007, and that certainly paid dividends, you know. I, I think it comes down to how important the player is. And, and I think that's why Australia were, were very reluctant to take two injured players into this World Cup. So Travis had one. He's obviously very, very important at the top of the order, getting Australia off to those fast, positive starts. He's done really well in, the, you know, 50-over cricket over the last few years. So... They obviously see him as a key man, so they want to give him every opportunity to be fit for the, for the back end. But carrying two injured players, Ashton Agar as well, who I also think would have been a, you know, a pretty important player in this tournament. Um, he bowls well in tandem with Adam Zampa, but they must have thought that it's too much of a risk to carry the two injured players leading in. So they probably picked, well, Travis said it's probably more important to us, so um, you know, we're, we're willing to take that little risk. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit torn on that one actually, Huss. Um, I, I thought they would have kept um, Agar, especially with the conditions they're going to face um, as the tournament yeah. goes on. And and with Mitch Marsh at the top, you, you've got Cameron Green also. We, we've seen play that that role um, in, in the IPL and a couple of times uh, with Australia. I think we're covered for for opening batsmen. Um, so I'd have liked to yeah. see the second spinner in the squad. I think Mitch Marsh um, has complimented David Warner. Uh, the way he plays, they're, they're different in height. They played the game differently, but He's taken a lot of pressure off David Warner in the in the last few games, and and we've seen David's style get back to the bullish style he, he plays his best. So it's an interesting decision. Um, there's no right or wrong a- answer there. I, I agree that you don't want to take two spinners, but I, I would have been re- reluctant to to have Travis Head in because we've got so much depth at the top. And being you've got to play nine games before you get to the semi-finals. If he does come in midway through the tournament, he'll have no cricket under his belt. And the team would have to be pretty out of form for him to get a game right. Yeah, he he comes back in if if things aren't going well. If things are going well at the top of the order, and, and that to me is going to be the best place to bat. Um, being in, in India recently for the three one days against India, it was all about um, containing and, and trying to take wickets in in those first ten overs. If, if Stark Hazelwood can get wickets in, in in up front, then it makes it a lot easier for for the um, the, the rest of the game to pan out. But the, the openers were the big one. They, they were the ones that took the game on. They are going at six to, to eight and over to, to start with. So, yeah, it, it'd be interesting. But, yeah, I, I thought another spinning option, especially later in the tournament, would have been um, much handier. Yeah, well, I agree. I think it is a gamble from Australia to leave Ashton Agar out. I, I feel like he really helps Adam Zampa as well. And and having – they've got Maxwell to spin into the right-hander. They've got um, Agar that could have spun away from the right-hander. And then Zampa, he's not a big turner, but he's attacking the stumps all the time. It would have really complemented the spin attack well. And I, I guess the other thing that the Australian selectors would have had to weigh up is it's a tough start for Australia. You know, they play India, South Africa, Sri Lanka in Lucknow, which we're not exactly sure mm. what that pitch is going to be like. I, I believe it has yeah. been dug up and relayed. Uh, and then Pakistan as well, it's first four games. You can't really afford to be carrying too many of uh, you know it, well, injured players in your squad that aren't going to play until the back end because you lose your first four. It's going to be pretty hard to make the semifinals. Yeah, talking about the semifinals, Huss, with India being on home soil, is it just who plays them in the final? <laughs> I don't think it's as easy as that, no. I think it's a pretty open tournament, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of teams that can win it. just depends on who can get on that role at the right time. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this Indian team handles the pressure of playing at home. I, I think in the last few World Cups, teams have done it really well. I mean, England won at home. England, India have won at home as well. Australia have won at home. So the, probably the teams are getting better at it. But, you know, there, there's still an extra pressure involved there. I, I think India has a great squad. Don't get me wrong. And if you'd, you'd expect them to be there at the pointy end. But I tell you what, there's some other very, very good teams in this tournament. New Zealand always seem to find a way to be there. England are very strong as well. I'm hoping, obviously, Australia are going to be up there. But also the subcontinental countries like Pakistan, uh, Sri Lanka, and even Afghanistan or Bangladesh, throw them in. If it had been in an Australian World Cup, 
then you sort of think that they should be easier games. But because they're in Indian conditions or subcontinental conditions, that brings them a little bit, uh, you know, to, to the fore as well. And so I, I don't think you can so, sort of see any really easy games there, uh, other than probably the Netherlands. That is, Australia should beat the Netherlands pretty comfortably. But all the other games are actually going to be quite challenging games, especially in Indian conditions. And who do you expect to perform? Who's got to perform well for us, Hus, to, to go really deep into this tournament? Well, well, that's the thing about winning World Cups. You can't rely on one or two players. You know, it, it's got to be a whole squad mentality. I think, as you've already alluded to, it's at the top of the order. Australia are going to have to get off to those good positive starts. Mitch Marsh, David Warner, they're going to play an important role sort of there as well. And, and then if they can get off to that good positive start, then that really frees up, the, you know, the likes of, um, of Stoinis and Maxwell, even like a Steve Smith sort of, you know, coming in sort of in the middle order there. Uh, throw Cameron Green in there, Alex Carey to come in and be really aggressive. But if we don't get off to those good starts, then that's going to put a little bit more pressure on that Australian middle order. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, th- I think probably the top two or three are going to be really important. And then and then it's from a bowling perspective. Can can the old Warriors, well, I shouldn't say old, but can the Warriors of Hazelwood and, <laughs> and Stark and, and Cullen still still do the job for Australia with the new ball? And, and, and Zampa, can he continue his uh, really good form with, with the ball as well? Yeah, to me, has the the big point of difference. I, I think we're going to see openers be really aggressive up top. It, it's going to be the best time to to bat. So for me, it's going to be the first ten overs with the captaincy. How brave you can be if you can find some way in those first ten overs to to have the team two down, so they're playing behind the game. Then all of a sudden, you, you're in front of what the game traditionally looks like in India. And so I think the brave captaincy is going to play a huge role. And in that middle overs, you, you need to be brave as well. Um, you, you've got, you're going to see a lot of spin there. Um, you're going to see in-out fields. But what I'd like to see is when you get a fresh batsman all come in, challenge them. Challenge them to, to take a risk early. If you, if you can find a way to get wickets in those middle overs, because what we've seen in the past, no matter what batsman is set in the last 10, they're going to score at 9 or 10 and over. So what you've got to do is minimize that damage. And, and if you can find a way in the middle overs to control that with wickets, not um, with run rate, because if they've got wickets in hand, it doesn't matter. So brave captaincy to me is going to be one of the biggest winners in this competition. Yep, brave captaincy, important because Pat Cummins going over there, this is his first one-day World Cup. He's going to be in charge, which probably means he's going to be in this starting 11. So let's talk about Australia's best 11 right now. The second practice game against Pakistan was completed just the other night. This was Australia's top seven in that game. Dave Warner, Mitch Marsh, Steve Smith, Manus Labuschagne, Alex Kerry, Glenn Maxwell, and Cameron Green. Uh, Huss, do you expect that to be Australia's top seven for that first game against India? Well, it's probably going to be close. Um, yeah, I, I'm not not out of the sense sure. I, I, can you have? Probably can have both. Uh, I, I think Manus Labuschagne is probably the interesting one for me. He, he obviously wasn't in the initial uh, Australian squad, but it, but. Um, has been retained in the end. I thought he played absolutely beautifully in South Africa in a few of those games. Um, in fact, I hadn't seen him play as well as as he did, and particularly mm. when he scored that 100. Uh, I'm not exactly sure which ground it was at, but um, he, he's certainly someone that uh, – he didn't shock me. He's obviously a world-class player, but he just really impressed me with how he went about it in that, in that particular innings. India is a different place, no question. So so it's it's a case of, well, okay, do they go for – the Steve Smith and Martis Labuschagne combination in the middle order to play the spin and to rotate the strike and, and and sort of play that more conventional game, or do they go all out power and attack? And so, you know, you have have the likes of yeah, as you say, uh, Green, Stoinis, Maxwell, um, Mitch Marsh, and they all just keep coming in and just keep trying to bully the ball. Um, that that'll probably be the decision that that I, I would sort of think that the selectors are going to have to sort of weigh up: um, is it Labuschagne or is it maybe a Stoinis? which gives you an extra sort of bowling option as well. I, I think to me that to select a team, you've got to pick your four best bowlers first. And is that three fast bowlers and your spinner? Adam Zamp is in because he's obviously our number one spinner. And who are the next best three bowlers? Is it Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood? Because they're going to play such an important role. We talk a lot about the batting, but we're going to have to find ways to, to get wickets. And you don't want to have to get 20 overs out of – uh, your all-rounders, I, mm. I don't think. I think yeah. you can get 10 overs out of them. Um, but if you have to get 20, we've seen in the past against teams like India and South Africa, 
as well. They'll take that 20 overs and nearly play you out of the game. So I think the style of game we have to have, we've got to have four fast bowlers. And then your all-rounders with Maxwell, uh, Marsh is obviously going to be in the team. Then you've got to make a decision out of Stoinis and Green. They can get through 10 overs. But the other interesting selection thing for me is how you use Glenn Maxwell. Because looking at the way the games are going, those middle overs, you've got one less fielder out. And in the past, they've, they've used Maxwell at number seven to, to close out the game. I think we've got enough players in in Carey, Green, Stoinis. And Marcus Stoinis has done a great job in IPL of closing out the game. I wouldn't mind someone like a Maxwell floating those middle overs to say, you know what, here's our point of difference. And this is where you've got to be brave to win a World Cup. You go out and take the middle overs on. There's going to be times it doesn't work, but there's also going to be times when he bats a team out of the game. And that's what I'm talking about with brave captaincy. We're going to have to be brave at certain times to win this World Cup. So give us your 11 then, Hads. Have you got Stoinis in? Yeah, I have. I've got, um, I've got the three fast bowlers and Zampa. Um, and I've got Marcus Stoinis in for green. No green. So... Stoinis hasn't played in these warm-up games and didn't play in the last one day or against India, but you're putting him in for that first game. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm putting him in off the back of his experience in these conditions. Um, I'd like to see him at the users in number seven and control the back part of the game. I, I think he also gives us another death bowling, um, uh, another death bowler, um, because I, I think we've, with, the, with the options there, I think Zampa might be used at times at the death. We know Stark. Uh, Hazelwood's got a lot better at that. I think we'll see Paddy Cummins bowl through the middle overs. But he's experienced in these conditions. You can set different fields to Marcus Stoinis. You can have your third man up, your your fine leg up, and it gives us a different option to to what Greenwood. So, yeah, I'd have Marcus Stoinis for the first game. Huss, are you having Stoinis in or Labashane? I've got Labashane in as well. Yeah, I'm I'm still really tossing up. Uh, I'm just trying to write it down now, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's Green or Stoinis. I'd actually probably lean towards Stoinis ahead of Green and I'd keep Labashane in the team as well. So I've got sort of Warner, Marsh, Smith and Labashane, three, four. I'm going to go Stoinis, five, Carey, six, Maxwell, seven. And as as had said, maybe use Maxwell as a bit of that floater. And then I agree with the bowling attack as well. I'd have the three three big boys plus Zampa. I think it's a pretty well-balanced team. And the debate can be whether you want to play green over Stoinis, but I think Stoinis has got some experience of uh, batting batting well in those sort of middle to late overs and and probably a little bit more reliable with the ball. Um, so that's probably the way I'd go, yeah. The, the other option I think you could use later in the tournament also is I think Manus will start. I think he's earned the right to to start. He, he was outstanding in India the the way he played, he, he took the game on um, straight away. He's really proactive in, in what he was trying to do at the crease and, and very successful. As the tournament goes off, and if those first 10 overs are a, a big player, you, you could also move a Steve Smith to number four and put Cameron Green up there to, to take the game on and, and really go hard with your, your first three batters and, and use Smith to control the tempo of the, um, the middle overs and, and play what's ever in front of him. He, he's good enough to do that. So they've got options there for the... Um, the tournament, but I agree with Huss. I've got exactly the same team um, for the first game. Huge. Uh, I mean, if Australia are looking for more spinners, there are a couple that rolled out against Pakistan in that warm-up game. Uh, Manus Labashane, three for 78. Steve Smith, none for 40 or four. And David Warner, none for 41. <laughs> Off two overs. Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever seen worse bowling on an international level than what David Warner was rolling out. And he had a drop catch. Josh English dropped it on the boundary, so he could have had a wicket. Huss, have you seen bowling like that before? <laughs> I actually didn't see the game, so uh, I'm probably glad I didn't. Um, I'm not yeah. sure that uh, Pat Cummins will be using David Warner with the ball. If if he does during the <laughs> World Cup, I think we'd be in a bit of strife. So uh, certainly I'd be happy to back Labashane for a couple of overs if need be. Maybe Smith if, if you know, we're really stretching it. But no, I, <laughs> I think in the World Cup, just stick with your guns, um, you know, and, and back him in to get the job done. I think that's some sage advice there. I think Mudge was bowling his off spinners. That's how bad they were going. <laughs> uh, we're going to ask this of every team. What's the biggest game for this uh, team in this World Cup? And, and I think it's got to be the first one, right? I mean, if you get off to a slow start, this tournament can get behind you pretty quick. Yeah, I think that the team that handles the pressure the best to win the World Cup. And one thing in a World Cup event, you want to start well. You don't want to be 
um, playing but from behind the tournament. So tournament play is really important to, to peak at the right time. But I've always found in a World Cup, the hardest game to play and the one you're most nervous about is the first one to, to get that first win. And all of a sudden, then your, your tournament just naturally takes place. Did you have a lot of nerves in that first game in 2015 against England? Yep. I, I thought it was a huge danger game. We, we, we had a lot going on, actually, but before the first game. We, we had our captain. Uh, we weren't sure with his, his selection. He was out with a hamstring. George Bailey came into the team just to captain. And when Michael was back, he was out of the team. So we had a lot of distractions leading into that first game. But We'd nail England in the in the pre-tournament, um, and they weren't playing the best one-day cricket. But it's a one-off game, and and if you don't start well in a home tournament, all of a sudden you, you start to get doubts creeping in. Uh, the press is a, a different beast, also. So yeah, you need to you need to start well on home soil. Biggest game for Australia that first one, Hus? Oh, it's a massive game. Guess India. It's going to be absolutely pumping in Chennai. Uh, looking forward <laughs> to that. I've actually identified the game against England, November four. Let's say Australia start pretty well, win a couple, lose a couple, whatever, and they're in decent position. But the the pressure and the momentum starts to build towards the back end and you start trying to jostling for for one of those top two positions or top, top four positions. Um, and, you know, there's, they're all they're going to be tough games. And I just see that game against England. We've got Afghanistan and Bangladesh after that. Uh, that could be the pivotal game that sort of gets Australia sort of ready for, you know, uh, finals contention or being in finals contention or or it could be the one that sort of like makes it pretty difficult for Australia. So let's see. Rule at Ahmedabad too, big stadium out there. So that'll be oh. like a great game. And even better, it's a four o'clock start Eastern time, one o'clock for you over there in the West Huss. So great time to watch mm-hmm. some one day World Cup cricket. Uh, all the games will be on KO, Foxtel and uh, select games on Channel 9 too. So plenty of options uh, to check it out. Before we move on to the other teams, Let's give our percentage chance of Australia to win the cup. Uh, Huss, over to you first. What's what are you giving Australia's percentage chance to to win it? Oh, it's 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 difficult. There's so many teams. I, I I don't know. I've been struggling to come up with a a number. I'm going to say I'm going to say a sixty five percent chance. Nice ads. Oh, I think we'll win the final. Okay, I do. Um, so 50-50? Yeah. So I definitely think we'll be in the final. Who we play, I, I don't know, but uh, I think Australia will be in the final. Very good. Let's go through the rest of the teams. There are, of course, plenty of uh, contenders in this World Cup, and we're only going to spend two minutes on each team, otherwise we'll be here forever. Uh, let's start with Afghanistan. Like you said, Huss, normally in the past they might be considered – uh, one of the easier teams to beat, but certainly not these days and certainly not in these conditions. Hads, you've got a couple of players that you want to keep your eye out for. I think Afghanistan would be a nightmare to play, actually, at this World Cup. If they can find a way to to get some runs, you look at their bowling, you've got Rashid Khan, a no, Nomad, um, Majib, and you've also got Faruqi, the, the left arm quick we've seen at the Thunder. So if they can find a way to get some runs, they can cause an upset. And they're one of those teams. If you look at their first couple of games, they're playing the games at uh, Chennai, got a couple of games there. They've got games in Mumbai, two games in Delhi. Their wickets that traditionally turn. So if their batters can find a way to put runs on the board, all of a sudden a team like Afghanistan can go a long way in this tournament. Huss, who do you like on the Afghan team? What I like about them is that the core group of players have now been together for quite some period of time, you know, years in fact. So... They've got a lot of experience now, and they're, they're basically their home base has been in India over the last few years as well. So they'll they'll know the conditions really well. I agree with Hads about that. They're going to be dangerous with the ball. You know, their spinners if they can get the conditions right, and they are turning to to um, for Afghanistan, they're going to be really hard. Nur Ahmed's someone that's really emerged in the last couple of years to to complement Rashid Khan and Majid. From a batting perspective. Gerbars is certainly yep. someone that's um, that's made some runs uh, in the last couple of years, but but I agree that that's always been their issue. Can they get enough runs to really put some pressure on the opposition? I like the experience in the team, so yeah, I, I think they're going to be dangerous. They're going to win more than what we think. Gerbars is an interesting one, Huss. In the Asian Cup, he he got two scores up around a hundred and fifty. He got a hundred and big hundred in in the practice game. I think the big difference now with Afghanistan, they used to go into games hoping that they'll get close. Now they go into games planned 
and like they expect to win. They they yeah. expect to beat Australia. They expect to beat England on their day if they get things right. So, and the players that they play against now, they're not intimidated by. Them. Rashi Khan's as good as anyone in the game. You, you got Majib, as we said. So now they've got a belief that they can uh, match it with anyone. They'll cause some upsets. Don't worry about Just that. Just not against us. Hans, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's their biggest game in this World Cup? I think their biggest game, it's against the, the teams like Australia, Pakistan and, and India where they're not expected to win. Right. But if they do, I think they'll they'll beat the the, the lesser teams. So there's never an easy game for, for Afghanistan. But the difference now is that they believe they can beat the others. So, mm. yeah, they're, they're all important. It's hard to say this is the most important game. What's their chance of lifting the cup? No chance. No chance. Us, you, you're, giving, <laughs> you're giving them any chance? Oh, mate, they're in the tournament, so there's got to be some chance, but I'm only giving them a 5% chance of winning the tournament. All right. Jeez, brutal ads. Uh, Bangladesh, uh, another team that in the past hadn't had much success in World Cups, but now very much uh, a contender, particularly in these conditions. Huss, who are some of the players in the Bangladesh side you want to keep an eye out for? Yeah, Bangladesh is a really interesting team for me. I, I, I have concerns for them. If I'm being honest, you know, there's always a lot of politics going on behind the scenes. I think Tamin uh, is, is one that's pulled out, basically just said, don't select me, which I, I don't know, how, how can anyone say that, you know, don't select me for a World Cup? So I, I'm concerned that there's a bit of stuff going on behind the scenes, but there are some quality players in the squad, no question. I'm not sure how happy and united the team is, but um, sometimes that can be a dangerous thing for opposition. You know, when there seems like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, you can sometimes galvanise the players inside. So I'm not sure which way they can go. I'm concerned for them. Obviously, they've got Shakib is, is a world-class player. Mushfika um, Rahim's a good player. Litton Das also a good, good player as well. But I, I feel as though they're just a little bit light on in high quality. Um, and so I'm, I'm expecting them to battle a little bit despite being in, in favourable conditions to them. But, but I'm just a bit concerned with what's going on off the field. And just the the number of high quality world class players in their squad, I feel like they've they've only a handful there. So I, I feel as though Bangladesh could battle a little bit. I used to find Bangladesh a, a hard team to play because they're so emotional. You, you didn't know what you're going to get, and you've seen times where they've upset Australia and they've upset um, big teams in big events. But they've always got a lot going on. They they play a lot on a, on emotion, and you just don't know what sort of team you're going to get on the day. And, and that's why they're so hard to play. If they can get on a roll and they take a, a bit of emotion out of what's going on, all of a sudden they can compete with anyone. But they're also a team that you can turn up and if someone like Stark or, or Camo get it right, you can you can bowl them out for 50. But they, they, they play with a lot of emotion um, and, and those sort of teams are hard teams to get a gauge on where they sit in the tournament. But I don't think they'll win it. No, so you're giving them no chance? None. Huss, Huss you're going to be a bit kinder? <laughs> I'm going the same as Afghanistan. I give them a 5% chance of winning the tournament. Okay, right. Let's move on. England. Now, talk about contenders. Many people have uh, the English squad lifting the cup and they've got a guy named Ben Stokes back in there. Uh, Huss, you've been in England over the uh, northern summer. What's it like over there with everything that's happened in the ashes? Ben Stokes and uh, we've got a fair few players you want to watch out for in this team. Yeah, they're star-studded. No, no question, particularly on the batting side of things. I, I feel as though their batting is up there with one of the strongest uh, combinations in the tournament, particularly, as you say, if you add Ben Stokes into that team as well. Johnny Bairstow's back from injury as well. Um, Harry Brook is someone that um, he, he could set his tournament alight if he gets some confidence going. You've got Joss Butler as well. It's It's a pretty scary batting order but but the the thing is they need their bowlers to fire that that that's probably the the question mark for me they have got some good experience there it doesn't look like uh, ben stokes will bowl so that's certainly a loss but um but you've got the likes of reese topley's you know he's a good bowler chris wokes has been around a long time sam curran's a great competitor mark wood gives him that pace but i think the deal rashid is going to be really important to them as well um so I, I think their batting looks really strong and they're going to really rely heavily on their bowlers staying fit for one but also being able to perform uh, on a consistent basis. There's one name there for me. If he has a big tournament, England are going to be hard to beat, and, and that's Mark Wood. Mm. I, I think mate, we're seeing what, what he can do. He can intimidate oppositions, and it's going to be interesting to see how England use him. I, I don't think he can play all the games, and I'd imagine they'd already have 
it marked where where he plays. So I, I think he's a huge, most important player in this team because he can get wickets up front. He can intimidate through the middle, and and people don't like no matter what conditions uh, you're playing, they don't like facing someone around 150 k's. Oh, their batting's uh, they got their game style right. They don't stop. That they back their batters right down to nine and ten to to keep going hard. I I don't think Ben Stokes isn't going to bowl. I think as we see at the back end of the tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ben Stokes bowling up front with the new ball swinging it. Um, he's he's had a lot of time off. I know he's got knee troubles and he's had that for, for some time, but I, I think we're going to see him play a role with the newer ball as the tournament goes on. Interesting. Let's put their biggest game down as against Australia in that ideal time zone for us. So, though, of course, any kind of Ashes match is a big one. Uh Chance to lift the cup has. You've got to give them a chance. Yeah, I think they're a big chance. Um, <laughs> I think they're one of the um, – well, obviously, Afghanistan and that aren't going to be there <laughs> yeah, in Bangladesh. But, yeah, I, I think they're, they're one of the front runners. Um, yeah, their, their percentage is really high. You're going to give us a number? No, I'm, I'm just saying oh, that they're, they're right up there. What a cop-out. You're, you're the man. Come <laughs> and tell us. What do you got? I'll, I'll try and give you a number. I think I – think, um, I'm giving him a slightly better chance in Australia, so I'm going to go 70 to 75% chance of, uh, of winning the title. Agree with that, Hads? Yep. <laughs> I think, they're, as I said, they're, they're one of the front runners. Uh, they got every base covered, so 75% chance is yeah, pretty spot on. All right. I think the team coming up next might just be there or thereabouts. India, the host nation, as we said, that the last three champions have been the host nation. Uh, this team, one, number one in all formats of the game, so watch out for India. Uh, there's stars all across this squad, Hads, but give us one player that you're keen to watch. I think the most important player in the squad is Hardik Pandya. Mm. Um, one, he's, he's world-class with the bat. He, he gives you some extraordinary power um, through the middle overs when he faces spin and, and what he can do at the back end, but that's not where his importance lies to me. He, he, it's with the ball. He's a wicket-taking bowler, but he, he's an all-rounder that, that gives a team flexibility. They, they've got three great fast bowlers in Boomer, Shemi, and Siraj, and I think at times they're only going to have two fast bowlers and, and play a couple of extra spinners. So to have someone like Hardik Pandya fit for the whole time and being able to bowl, it gives great balance to um, the Indian selection. So to me, um, he's the most important player in this Indian team. Huss, who do you like? It's more of a case of who don't you like. This yeah. team is just <laughs> unbelievable. I, I like watching all of them. I think Shubman Gill is someone that I think could have a massive tournament for India and if he does, you know, batting high in the order, he, he'll get them off of those good starts. But he's got the ability to go on and score not just hundreds, but big hundreds. I think he's got a couple of double hundreds as well, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I think he's someone. And if he can play well at the top, then that allows the likes of Shreyas Iyer, Ishan Kishan, Surya Kumar Yadav. Man, that guy, seriously, if he gets going, yeah. he's unbelievable to watch. Um, they're going to be unstoppable with the bat. But I also think their attack is so good and so important for them as well. It's great to see Jasper Boomer back. I'm really looking forward to seeing him bowl and hopefully he can get back towards his best because when he is at his best, he is literally up there with one of the best fast bowlers in the world. And he'll be important to them. I mean, Shami and Siraj has been very good for them over the last you know year or so. But Boomer is that X factor. And so yeah, if he's firing, then India are going to be right up there. The, the interesting thing with me, with, with India, is... It's only the pressure. It, is the pressure going to be a burden? Yeah. Um, because if you look at the balance of their squad, they've got everything covered. They've got world-class spinners, um, finger spinners, wrist spinners. Their batting is as dynamic as any team in, in the competition, especially on the, the home conditions. But is it a team that can feel the burden of, of a home World Cup? And and this is a home World Cup like no other. Um, India expect to, to go into this tournament and the whole country's already buying tickets and, and getting ready for the final. So since 2011, they haven't been great in ICC events. Um, mm-hmm. So is it the pressure of a of a home World Cup that can get to them and derail the campaign? Interesting. Their biggest game is undoubtedly against Pakistan, October 14. That one's in a meta bad. They could sell that stadium out three times, I reckon. They're, they're clamoring for tickets for that one. And the chance to lift the cup, Huss, you must like India's chances. Yeah, I do. I've, I put them on uh, a par, maybe slightly uh, more chance than England. I, I sort of have India and England as two favourites in my book. Um, not not to say that they'll definitely make the final, but um, I sort of have India at a 75 to 80% chance of, uh, of lifting the cup. Agree, Huss. 
ads. Well done, finally getting something out of you. Uh, the Dutch, they're up next, led <laughs> by Aussie Scott Edwards. Uh, they played exceptionally well to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, they've got, yeah, as we mentioned, Scotty Edwards, their captain, and Logan Van Beek. He's uh, one of their gun all-rounders and, in fact, their leading wicket-taker of the past three years. Uh, Hads, there are no walkovers in World Cups and wouldn't be surprised if the Dutch cause an upset or two. I love that the Dutch are in the tournament uh, and I love the way that they've, they've got there. They had to qualify. They had to beat teams like the West Indies, yep. um, Zimbabwe, who, who've got a lot of um, international experience. And and the more they get exposure at this this level, the better. So they'll, they'll come out of this World Cup. They're, they're going to be some tough days for for the Dutch during the, the World Cup, and especially the first three games, Pakistan, New Zealand, South Africa, then you've got Sri Lanka and Australia. So it's going to be tough, but what, what it does bring, it brings experience, and it also gives everyone the opportunity in the tournaments leading in to, to make sure your game's right. They're played under pressure to to make this World Cup, and, and, and they're just going to enjoy it. They're, they're going to be a moment in the tournament where they're going to have an opportunity to win the game, and, and let's just hope for their sake they, they can compounce on that and get a win in, in this group stage. Huss, I don't know if you've seen their team kit, but it's probably the best of the lot that's really decked out the Dutch. <laughs> well, unfortunately, team kits and quality uh, of how they look doesn't turn into wins, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think they'll have a crack. They'll have a crack in every single game. And, and as has said, you know, the, the, there'll be pressure moments where it could go one of two ways. And you saw them win against South Africa at the T20 World Cup at the Adelaide Oval, um, where they no one expected them to. So they could pinch a game here or there. Um, you know, I think Colin Ackerman's a quality player, uh, and I've had some experience with Roller Sander Merver as well. And mm. they're, they're, he's just a great competitor. So th- they'll have a crack in every single game. I think they're going to struggle, but um, but yeah, you never know. They might be able to pitch one or two. They're all big games for the Netherlands. Uh, Hads, I'm going to say, are you going to give them no chance to lift the cup? None. Hass, <laughs> you're going to give them like two or three percent. Uh, well, they're in the tournament, so I guess there's got to be some chance. But I'm giving, I'm with Hads. I'm giving him zero percent chance. <laughs> Surely they should get ten percent automatically for just being in there. But anyway, um, New Zealand runners up in 2019. Some say deserved winners. I'd be one of them. <laughs> They've got a point to prove, and they are one team that does exceptionally well in ICC tournaments. Always punching above their weight. Uh, Hads, who's it going to be? to win the, the World Cup for New Zealand? Oh, well, I think the one thing, it's hard to say one play. If I look in the team, I, I look at players like Devin Conway. I, I think he's the class batter that they've they've missed for some time. He was outstanding in the IPL um, in Indian conditions. You've got Kane Williamson who has come back from that horrible knee injury and got 50 in his, his return game. To, to me, that. They're never out at any game because they, they get everyone down and dirty and you play at their level and everyone knows their role. They... Someone always comes through with a moment when they have to. I, I think the one thing against New Zealand at the moment, oh, I think they've got an aging team. Um, yep. I think Tim Southie and guys like Bolton that are, are past their best. They're, they're still great performers, but they're not at the peak of the powers like they were four years ago. But they're, they're one of the teams that just, they understand their role and they make you play at their level sometimes. They, they might only get 220, but they'll field well, they'll catch well. They'll run between the wickets. I do all the little things to keep them in the contest the whole time. So, yeah, they're a tough team to to play in, and whether they'll be there and thereabouts, um, they always are. Us, their captain is Kane Williamson, who's coming back from an ACL injury in almost record time. Amazing, really, to think. I think uh, we, as soon as he did the injury, that they, they gave him no chance of getting back for the World Cup. But it's a testament to his will, I guess, and and maybe that's a little bit of an indication about what we will expect and what we've seen over many years from this New Zealand team. They just will themselves across the line. You know, you, you look at the squad and you think, yep, it's a good squad. They're all good players, but they're probably not in the same echelon as, as some of the other, you know, world-class players from the other teams, but they seem to band together and come together as a unit better than almost any other team in the world. So you can't discount them again. Um, I think the thing about New Zealand, yes, they've got, um, they'll, they'll have... The, you know, uh, the odd world-class player in there, you know, let's say you mentioned Devin Conway, Kane Williamson, Trent Bold or whatever, but they never rely on one or two players. They always yeah. get group performances and, and they just come together as tight as a unit and, yep, they find a way to win. So I'm expecting them to do that again. I mean, I, I come into every single ICC tournament thinking, yeah, uh, 
no, I think New Zealand will just miss out and they always seem to make the semi-finals. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to say they, they're going to make the semi-finals somehow. I don't know how, but I think they will. <laughs> Sammy, you've been asking me the whole time what's their biggest game. Oh, I think the biggest game for these guys is their first game against mm, New Zealand. If, if they can find a way to beat uh, New Zealand, can beat England, yep. all of a sudden they've got Netherlands and Bangladesh. And, and you'd imagine they'd win them. But if they beat England, all of a sudden – you don't have to play Kane Williamson uh, against the Netherlands or, or Bangladesh, or you can send him out in that game to, to give him a hit against Bangladesh to to push that knee a little bit because I have the big game on the um, on the fourth round against India. So if they can find a way to win that first game against England, all of a sudden they can massage their players. Tim Southey's under an injury cloud as well. He, he had surgery on a broken thumb. So mm. they can win that. They can go um, have 3-0 leading into the Indian game. And then you'll know more where Kane Williamson stands. Revenge game too. They'll be up for it. Uh, Haas has got him in the semis. What chance are you giving him? Oh, I don't have him in the semis. And, and that's a, a big call because they're a, they're a tournament playing team. They, they know how to, to, to get to finals. But yeah, I don't have them making the semis. I've got about six teams making the semifinals. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure they're making it either. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's move on anyway. <laughs> Pakistan. Uh, another team with a great chance, particularly in these conditions. Um, Huss, we'll go to you, mate. What uh, what do you like about this Pakistan squad? Oh, there's class all the way down the lineup, really. You, you, you obviously had the likes of Babar Azam and um, Rizwan, um, amazing, amazing players. And, and then I, I love their bowling attack. You know, they, they you talk about taking wicket tads and how important that that is. You got the likes of Harris, Ralph. You got Shahin Shah Afridi. Even um, Shadab Khan, you know, with his leggies as well. I, I, I think they're an exciting team. I, I think the huge challenge for Pakistan has got to be they're playing in India and, and what sort of reception are they going to get? This, this is a pretty groundbreaking. You know, they, they wouldn't have played in India for a very long time. Special dispensation to be able to get into the tournament, play in India. Are they going to be able to handle that? I don't know. Will there be any hostility? Will, will you know? Will they be able to handle that? that just that sort of you know first time back in India after a long, long time. That's going to add an extra sort of dimension of pressure to this uh, Pakistan team. And the other part with Pakistan is at their best, they will not beat anyone in the world, no question. But they don't seem to be able to do it on a consistent basis. And yeah. to win World Cups, you, you need to be consistent. So if they can get on a roll, they're a great front-running team. If they can get on a roll and, and play some good cricket and get their confidence going and feel comfortable playing in India, then I can certainly give them a chance. But, um, yeah, I, they're, they're the one team that I believe can go all the way to win it, but there's certainly a lot of question marks there. I'm with Huss. They're, they're, your team are looking now, and they've got class uh, all around the board. They, they've got match winners with, with the ball. They, they've got um, Barbara Zahn, who, who's as good as any player in the world, especially in these conditions. But... Can they be consistent? Can they handle the emotion of, of what's going to, to be playing in, in India? But it, it's hard to put a form guide on them because you have no idea what they're going to get. They could be the form team of the comp yep. and go away with this whole tournament or they could struggle and, and not win a game. But just looking at their, their list, they've got Netherlands and, and Sri Lanka first up. And they are two really, really dangerous games for a Pakistan team because yep. they're the games they normally lose. But if they find a way to, to win those two games, all of a sudden they've they got a bit of confidence. And then the third game, they go into an India and Australia game. And, and that's where they, be, they become dangerous. They, they could be going in there winning 2-0 and or 0-2. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest thing to, to get a gauge. But if they do find form early and get a bit of consistency, then all of a sudden India and Australia will not want to be playing a consistent Pakistan team in game three and four of the tournament. So with that being said, what chance to give them? Oh, they uh, they're, they're a 50-50 chance. I, I, can't, I can't say 75, 25 because yeah, I have no idea. H Huss is right. Uh, across the board, they're, they're an unbelievable cricket team, but is emotion going to get in the way he's formed? But the one thing they have done better of late, they've done the little things better in, in big tournaments. The 2020 uh, World Cup, they, they fielded well, they caught well, and that's not something you always talk about with the with a Pakistan cricket team. So maybe they're starting to understand what it takes to be a consistent tournament playing team. What chance, us? I give them a 55% chance. Just just, it's <laughs> just slightly better than 50-50. <laughs> All right. We've got two to go. South Africa, they uh, weren't looking real good against Australia and then bang, three on a trot and looked like uh, a real team to beat. Heinrich Klaassen. 
pretty handy player had. So who do you like in this Proteus team? Well, leading into this tournament, everyone. <laughs> I, I think that South Africa's got as well-balanced team as anyone. They've got two class spinners. They've got a middle order of Clarkson, Markram, and Miller since the last World Cup have been outstanding. Clarkson's going at 120, Markram 114, and Miller, his power at the back end of games and the way he controls it is as good as anyone in the world. The only question mark you've got over them is they're playing a World Cup. Yeah. And and if you look at everything that's happened before, you think, you know what, they're they're a team that that should be playing in the semifinals. But I I can't sit here and say, yes, they're going to compete um, because just of the sheer history of what's happened with South African cricket. Huss, you've been embedded with the South African team before. Is that a real hoodoo for them? Is it something that you can see, not physically, but you can feel it around the camp? Well, it, it has been in the past, there's no question, and, and there's no point shying away from it. I, I don't know if it is still an issue in this current team, whether they've been able to deal with it or not, but I'm sure they'll get asked the questions about it, so it'll start to fester away in their minds. I think looking at their squad, I, I, I love their batting. I think their batting looks really strong and has great experience of playing in India and in IPLs and Big games in the IPL, De Kock and Markram Miller, as Hads has already mentioned, Klaassen. But my question mark is over the ball. Are they going to be able to restrict teams? You know, Ediso Rabat is obviously world-class, but he's been down a little bit in the last couple of years. Um, he hasn't quite been at his best. He's got to find his best form. Lungi and Gidi's quality bowler as well, but he's a, a little bit inconsistent at times. Uh, Shamsi's pretty tidy, you know, and dangerous with the ball, but I feel as though the attack is the thing that could just hold them back a little bit. They'll, they'll be serviceable, no question. Maharaj is good with his left arm spin. Pekwa Kweo can do a job. But I think they're going to need their, their key bowlers to really have big tournaments. The one player I'm looking at for a big tournament here, Huss, I, I know we've gone through, is, is left arm and Jensen. We, we've seen him um, against Australia. He competes. He, he competes with the ball in his hand. He, he, he swings the ball. He can get early wickets, which is, which is going to be huge. And, and he fights with the bat. Like he, he wants to compete, he gets down and dirty. So I think if someone like Jensen can have a big tournament with the new ball, South Africa got every other base covered except the pressure of a World Cup. Except, uh, Hads, what chance are you giving him? 25%. Hads, <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm probably closer to 50%. I'll go 45% chance. <laughs> All right, last one Sri Lanka. Uh, made it to the final of the Asia Cup and then saved their worst game for last. But before that, they'd won 13 out of 14 one day. They're certainly one of the form teams in one-day cricket. In these conditions, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, Huss, who do you like in the Sri Lankan team? I like a guy called Matisha Patharana. Uh, yeah. We've got him at the, the Chennai Super Kings. He's, he's basically junior Malinga. Right. And um, he's, he's still young and he's still raw. Don't get me wrong. But wow, this guy bowling... Death, he, he can shut down the whole game at the death, you know, if he gets it right. Now, he's still a little bit in, in, inconsistent, a little bit inexperienced, but he is something special. There's no question about that. And um, if he can have a good tournament, then they're going to be hard to get away at the death, which we, we know, um, as Hads has already spoken about, teams are looking to go 9, 10, 11, 12 runs and over towards the, in those last sort of 10 overs. He can shut that part of the game down. So he's someone that's going to have to have a big tournament. I think they've got some good players with the bat there, but I worry that they rely a little bit too much on just one player having a big day, someone like Akusal Mendes to, to make a big 100. Can they get enough players around him playing well um, to, to, to I, guess, I guess, to play consistently and, and get consistent wins? I'm not sure. Before Hasarenga was ruled out with injury, I had Sri Lanka in the semifinal. I, I think we've seen oh, with well. their former late that they, they went on a, a winning streak of, of 13 games. And you, you look at... Uh, Guys like Thick Shana, where Alligator, Alli- the, the young left arm spinner. I, I think they've got enough in, in this tournament to to be competitive. Um, they, they'll play these conditions well. The the lack of bounce will suit their batsmen. So Nislenka and, and Mendes and guys like that at the top of the order won't be as exposed as they would if the, if the tournament was on, on bouncy wickets. So I think they're a really dangerous team. They 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 field well. They 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 get in the game. They 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 work for each other there. So. But the, the biggest game for them, though, is they've got South Africa, Pakistan, and Australia, their first three. So mm. their tournament could be over after the first week. Um, so they've got to find a way to, to grab one of those games or, or two of those games in the, in the first couple. And, and if they do, they're an emotional country. They, they, they rely on emotion a lot and they can get on a roll. And, and all of a sudden then, 
um, they can become a hard team to beat. But Hasarenga's a big out. Um, as you said, if he was there, I had them in the semifinal. So what now? 33%? 33. <laughs> Huss? Uh, no, I've got him slightly higher than that as well. I've got him at about a 45% chance of uh, winning the trophy. I just feel like they, they have been consistent. They've played some good one-day cricket. Not sure they've quite got the class to go all the way, but um, but yeah, dangerous team in Indian conditions. Very good. They're the teams. Let's get our predictions in before we wrap up the show. Leading run scorer, just one name, guys. Huss? Well, I haven't had a chance to think about this, actually. Um, leading run scorer. It's hard to go past some of those Indian players, isn't it? Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go Surya Kumar Yadis. Well, Hads? I was going to go Gil, but I'll go past. I'll go left field. Devin Conway. All right. Like it. I'd like to see Mitch Mars. Yeah, it'd be good to watch, Huss. Leading wicket-taker, Hads. <laughs> Starkey. Huss, your leading wicket-taker? Uh, leading wicket-taker, no. I'm going to go for... Um, I'm going for Kuldeep Yadis. Surprise, another Indian. Uh, over under 0.5 hat trick. So do you think we'll see a hat trick this tournament, Hads? 100%. 100%, finally, a concrete number. Uh, I think, what do you reckon? <laughs> 100%. I think there's a good chance, though. Yeah, definitely. Towards the back end, if that ball's reversing a little bit, I think there's a good chance, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll stay with you. More than 100 maidens bowled in this tournament. The three-match series against India just completed against Australia. No maidens in those three games. 136 in 2019 over 48 matches. Uh, what do you reckon? More or less? So about just I'm over two a game. Uh, I'm going to say less. I, I yeah. just think that uh, the, the batting these days has gone to a new level. So uh, hopefully the bowlers can fight back, but I'm going to say less. <laughs> I agree with Huss. No way they'll be over 100. No, I'm with you. Okay, last ones. Uh, let's just give us your finalists. Who's in the final? Hads, who are your finalists? I'm going to go Australia, England. Hussie? Oh, that's what I was going to say. But um, I want Australia there, but I think maybe India and England. <laughs> so you've got six in your semifinals and three in your final. <laughs> How <laughs> good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> Uh, Mike, I see. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Um, hopefully, we'll be in touch th throughout the tournament, but really appreciate you coming on this episode of Willow Talk. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. And Hads, thank you, mate. Stay safe. All right. We'll be back with you on Monday, recapping that first one-day World Cup game between Australia and India. Stay tuned. Thanks. Bye.